Hello, and welcome to the Incredible Witness Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Make a Positive Difference. Let me ask you a question. Why do you do the work that you do? Or what's your motivation behind the work that you do? It doesn't matter whether you're a social worker, support worker, teacher, nurse, an idva, a divorce coach, mental health practitioner, a solicitor, or whatever you do. Right at the top of your list of reasons, or somewhere behind those reasons, is a desire to make a difference in the life of your client or clients. We all want to make a difference, some form of positive impact in the lives of those we work with, support or advocate for. Whether you do this for self-serving or altruistic reasons, and I guess for most of us, it's somewhere in between, the outcome following making a positive difference in someone else's life produces a positive difference in your life. Your sense of self-esteem and self-worth are increased as a result. You feel significant, and this is something we all want and need to feel in some way or another. The problem arises when working with children and families because your professional view of what's in the child's best interests is often not agreed with by the child and family. How do you make the positive difference you want to make while so often working with parents and children who are completely opposed to what you are trying to achieve? It helps tremendously to gain a clear idea of their perception of the situation and to try to establish some common ground that you can agree on to work work on together to improve. If you can agree on common ground to work on, that's very helpful. But so often your role as a social worker and mere existence in the lives of the families you work with sets up immediate distrust and conflict. For many families, just having a social worker rep- represents a stigma that they consider they neither want or need. It is important to see things in the way the families you work with perceive social workers. And this means being aware that before you have even met the parent or parents, they may view you in a negative light. There are a number of reasons why this may be the case. One of the chief reasons has to do with with the reality that parents inevitably wish to see themselves as good parents. Having a social worker allocated to your child instantly puts parents in conflict with you because they view the presence of a social worker as an insult or slur in connection with their image as a good parent. Then, in addition, the prevailing view of the public towards social workers tends, in my opinion, to be unfavourable, in that social workers are not seen as being valuable. They are frequently depicted as either being nosy individuals interfering in the family life when it's unnecessary, or failing to intervene and save a life when they should have. And I think human nature is such that no one likes to be monitored and asked to do things they don't want to do, and crucially, don't believe they need to do or to be asked intrusive questions that your closest friends may not know the answer to and have probably never thought to inquire about. The other other reason that parents are very wary of social workers is because they know that a social worker can play a very critical role in care proceedings, resulting in children being removed from a parent's care. This, of course, is hugely worrying to any parent and understandably results in parents' being very anxious and apprehensive about working with social workers. Having noted that there are a number of perfectly understandable reasons why parents may loathe and be wary of social workers, 
What can be done to facilitate the best possible working relationship to ensure the best interests of the child concerned? It has to be recognised how challenging working with some parents can be and that there are no guarantees that you will be able to establish a productive, cooperative working relationship, particularly if the family is on a trajectory towards court proceedings. Nevertheless, below are some of the actions, approach and attitudes that you can take to give yourself the best opportunity of being able to develop positive working relationships with families who may display antagonism towards you. The first thing to say is that relationships take time to develop. So take your time when attempting to build relationships and always try to be clear and transparent in your communication with both parents and children from the outset. Often this will mean saying the same things repeatedly, sometimes in different ways, and in demonstrating by your behaviour that your actions are consistent with your words. Taking time to ensure that you use plain, clear language, free from jargon, so as to avoid misunderstandings, and making use of examples to explain and aid clarity. Explain honestly how you would like to work with them, what your role entails, and and every eventuality that can happen, including court proceedings. No one likes unpleasant surprises, and people want to feel that they have both been listened to and kept fully informed, consulted and communicated with. Similarly, families tend to dislike things being imposed upon them, and they need to be treated with the the appropriate respect and patience, such that they are provided with clear reasons or explanations for why they are being requested to engage in meetings or subjected to visits that they may not see as necessary. It is important to never make promises that you cannot keep. Trust is a hugely significant factor when working with others, and if you want people you work with to develop trust and faith in you, you have to be intentional and behave in ways that foster as opposed to diminish trust. So working in ways that develop trust involves behaving with integrity, being authentic, doing and behaving as you say you will, seeing things in the way the family would see things and being able to empathise with their feelings and wishes goes a long way to creating a sense of mutual understanding, kind of like creating a bridge between themselves and you. It's necessary to demonstrate your willingness to acknowledge and accept where you could be wrong or where you may have been responsible for any miscommunication. Being willing to accept that your knowledge and assumptions about the family and what's going on inside the family may not always be correct is key. If you are unable to accept responsibility for any errors you might have made, how reasonable is it to expect that your clients or parents should be able and willing to do what you cannot? Being flexible, open to seeing things in a variety of different ways and behaving in ways which are non-judgmental and non-blaming are essential attitudes to develop in order to give yourself the best chance of fostering and maintaining productive working relationships. It's important to acknowledge the power differential between yourself and the families you work with, recognising and commenting on the strengths of the family, not just the weaknesses, as well as valuing their thoughts, wishes and feelings. Being very human and sharing your own experiences of events and circumstances in which you have felt or continue to feel vulnerable may help the family to recognise aspects that you that you have in common with them, assisting producing and assisting in producing a more open dialogue. 
Ultimately, if you want to make a difference in the lives of the people you work with, you have to be able to show you care in, in ways that are meaningful to them and demonstrate a positive attitude consistently. To coin a very pertinent phrase that I believe is so true and that I gained from a prolific writer, John C. Maxwell, who said, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But how do you know whether you have made a positive difference in the lives of others or not? Since the outcome of your contribution is often not easy to either identify or quantify until much later. It's very much like hoping to see as a parent, the impact of your parenting on your child before the child reaches your reaches adulthood. And even after reaching the age of independence, it, isn't, it often isn't clear for several more years how successful the impact of your parenting has been. The reality is that it tends to be only in hindsight that you can see the fruits of your parenting input, and it's frequently the same with children you work with. But we can and must take solace from the incremental and small changes that we can see. We also need to bear in mind that just because we can't immediately see the progress the child is making, it doesn't mean it is not occurring. As long as your intention and efforts are focused on improving the child's experiences and you have consistently attempted to work transparently and justly with the family, you're doing the best you can do and there's every chance your work will result in a better outcome for the child in the future. As alluded to earlier, making a positive difference in the lives of others has an indirect positive impact on your life and self-esteem. It's great to know that you have been a positive factor in someone else's life. But what about your own life? Your life has a great value to yourself and to others who may never achieve the heights they may want to achieve without the positive influence you may have on, the, on their life. We all need people who inspire us to make positive changes in our lives. And in turn, this creates a ripple effect in the lives of others. It is instructive to bear in mind that no one who achieves great success in life does so on their own. So for your own reasons and in support of those who may you, you may inspire in the future, decide to do all in your power to make your life as, as fulfilling as it can be. Decide right now to be the catalyst for positive change and difference in your life as well as the lives of others. Until next time.